Hi, it's Don Thornton. I'm known as uh, Don the Short Sale Guy. I'm also known as Don the Grant Guy because I help people get $10,000 worth of free Google Ads uh, every month. But I'm not here to talk about that. Uh, I am uh, strolling in on the grounds of Moscow State University right now. And I just want to talk to you about something that I feel like is very important that a lot of people don't understand. And I'm just going to share, you know, stuff I make, I, I, the mistakes I've made from my life. And the theme of this uh, podcast is what, um, how, to, how to recover from your mistakes. Because I think that people don't realize that as you get started in anything, as you are you know, trying to um, be successful in anything you do, you're going to make so many mistakes that it's unbelievable. Your mistakes are going to completely outweigh the, the successes. And... You know, there's this myth, at least it was in my head. I don't know if it's the same for anybody else, but I had this, this, this false belief that if I got better at something and I got, I started making a lot of money that, uh, I wouldn't make mistakes anymore. And that it would, you know, I would, I was over that phase of it, right? Because you're, I always read that, you know what, you, you have to fail forward. You have to go forward and make sure that. Well, of course, in the beginning, you're going to you're going to make mistakes, but then you're going to, you're going to learn from them. And then after that, you're going to, uh, you know, reach nirvana where you have full consciousness and you don't have to worry about uh, making stupid mistakes. And I'll tell you what happened to me uh, in 2002 is when I started my real estate investing career. Now, it took me it took me about, I don't know, uh, maybe uh, 18 months to break through. It was really hard. I mean, 2002 was one of the hardest moments of my life. And I'll tell you a little bit of background on that. I was a, uh, uh, I was based in Moscow, Russia, which is where I'm at now, because I married a Russian woman. And uh, I was working at the embassy back in 89 to 91. And then when everything opened up with the Soviet Union, uh, the Soviet Union being uh, opened up or falling, I suppose you want to say. And all of a sudden, you know, I'm here, this, I'm this, this uh, student, I have, uh, I'm a sophomore in uh, college. I did a two-year break, so I come to Moscow because the Soviet Union. It was very hard just to come over here and learn the language. So at the time, there was a big, huge spy scandal going on, where the Marines had been seduced by some lovely KGB uh, uh, <laughs> uh, women of uh, low morals, let's put it that way, in service of their country, and they uh, they let the the KGB into the uh, Holy of Holies, the most secret parts of the embassy. Well, that started a huge, huge. Uh, uh, controversy and what ended up happening is that uh, the US uh, kicked out all of the Soviet Russian employees in the embassy which makes you think why in the world would they have been in the first place during the Cold War but that's the US State Department I spent there two years <laughs> I know that uh, they don't always make the great the greatest decisions about things but anyway it was good for me because uh, they were forced to start trying to hire American contractors to do all the dirty work that the Russians were doing. In my case, I was, uh, like I said, I was uh, a freshman in college. I was a Russian major. I had taken Russian in, in, in uh, junior high and high school. So I already had a little bit of a base on it. And then, uh, but you know, I didn't have any skills. My Russian wasn't that good. So, uh, you know, I got hired as a janitor. So, but it still took almost a year to get my security clearance to because I was, you know, one of the things I was going to do was clean the core, as they called it, you know, the top secret area in, in the embassy. So, um, you know, to get a long story short, everything opened up uh, after my contract was over. 
and uh, you know, I was an American, I spoke fluent Russian by that time. And so next thing you know, I'm working for Polaroid, a joint venture between Polaroid and the atom Russian uh, Atomic Ministry, Atomic Energy Ministry. And <laughs> all of a sudden I'm a businessman and I'm making like four or $5,000 a month, which back then was the equivalent of making about $20,000 a month in the US. Well, and not in New York, but in a smaller town where, where everything's cheap. So, um, you know, all of a sudden my, my career path completely changed. I, I got the entrepreneurial bug and, you know, I, I started doing stuff that I never would have dreamed of, of, of doing, but, you know, it, it was good for a while, then it all crashed. And then I was stuck, you know, I married my, I, I got married and, you know, we, uh, I was uh, working for a company that was uh, trying to do pipeline inspection equipment in Moscow, uh, actually, you know, all over the former Soviet Union. And I was working with uh, a couple of different companies because I knew better than the company that I was working for that, you know, the attitude over here was, why do we care about how, you know, if, if our pipes are, are <laughs> if our pipes are dirty, we know our pipes suck. So why do we need to inspect them? We need to be, we need to be repaired. So the American way of thinking of going in there and, and doing an analysis of the pipes and all this kind of stuff, you know, that we worked in the U.S. market didn't work here. So I, I took a huge risk and I, I put together this consortium uh, of, a, of a Russian company, a British company, a Canadian company, and our company. And we were, we we're going to do a holistic, comprehensive uh, ins, you know, inspection, clean out, uh, uh, spraying this rapidly drying polymer on it to rehab the existing, existing pipes. And then, um, you know, and then obviously inspected at before and after, and it was great. And we did a, we did a, uh, um, we did a trial, a trial uh, project in a, in, a, in a place called uh, uh, Obninsk. It's, a, it's about, it's a subdivision, not subdivision, but I guess a, it's a suburb of Moscow. And we did like 500 uh, meters worth of pipe, and it was great. It was wonderful. And but my company. The U.S. company backed out because they said, "Well, what if our equipment breaks? We don't want to take the risk. We just want to." Do, they just said, "Just, just do what we always do in America." And it was just like, "Well, that's not going to work." And we had an order for eighteen million dollars worth of of uh, 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 pipeline rehabilitation for St. Petersburg, formerly formerly Leningrad. So I was out of a job. <laughs> so in two thousand two, I, I went to Orlando and I had to start from scratch. I'd leave my family in Moscow because I, you know, my, my son was born and he had two cerebral hemorrhages and he had to do therapy here in Moscow. We, couldn't, we, didn't, have any, we didn't have any insurance in America, so we, you know, that, was, that was out. So for the most part, almost 18 months, I didn't see my family. And I was broke and, uh, you know, I, I made a lot of mistakes. I tried mortgages, I tried real estate, and then I heard about short sales and then I eventually broke through and in, in 2003 is when I started having success I started learning how to get houses and then I learned how to negotiate short sales and then I started in 2004 in uh, I think it was like uh, February of 2003 four excuse me I had my first closing and then I just went Poof. I went from uh, you know using my gas cards you know to help me uh, to help feed myself when I had really bad cash flow Oh, thank heaven, 7-Eleven, hot dogs and taquitos and stuff like that. That's what, that's what I lived on for, for quite a while. Uh, then I was making like $800,000 that year. And so, well, I thought I was, I was done. I ha okay, cool. I, you know, this is great. And then, uh, you know, I, 
I didn't diversify. I didn't, uh, I thought this was the way it was going to be forever. And then, you know, the, the, uh, the market turned and, you know, we went, we went like 18 months with, you know, very few closings because the market crashed. I mean, it started crashing in, in Florida much earlier than it did in 2008. In 2006, we were already, we were already crashing. The problem was, was that so many, uh, the houses were, values were dropping so uh, quickly that by the time we got a short sale negotiated, uh, the buyer would walk because the house was upside down again. We'd get 40, 50, $70,000 discounts, but the, uh, the uh, values were dropping so hard or fast that we, we couldn't do anything. And so until the market pretty much bottomed out, we were stuck. And so that was really, that was a really hard time. But then we, we figured it out. And then the good times started happening again, where I was making about a million dollars a year uh, for about four or five years. But um, I was really high on the hog. I was like, okay, I, I, I figured everything out. I'm good. And then I decided I was gonna, I was gonna sink you know, $400,000 into a tennis club because I love tennis. And I, I believed a guy that pitched it to me, you know, he was my tennis pro and basically took me for a ride. And, you know, um, you know, and then of course the boom time started ending. And so by the time I got my tennis club up and running, then, you know, it was, uh, you know, it, it got, it was, it became a, it became a money pit basically. And, you know, I just, I ended up, you know, I just, I decided that I was gonna, I wasn't gonna keep, you know, throwing good money after bad. It wasn't a great location anyway, so um, you know my arrogance really it caused my arrogance caused a lot of damage. Thinking that well, I had the golden touch, and what I should realize is that I'm good in real estate foreclosures and, and short sales, and I had no experience doing a tennis club. Huge mistake, right? Huge mistake. So um, that now has become the biggest learning lesson for me in humility, because every time I think to myself, well, I'm pretty darn smart, I remind myself, well, you know, I sunk $400,000 into a small town tennis club, you know, where, where there wasn't enough uh, tennis playing population to support it. It was too far away from Orlando to get anybody to come up there. So, you know, it, was, it wasn't a good situation. So my point is, you know, this long drawn out story, my point is, is that you always gonna make mistakes and some of them are just bigger than others. And, you know, I got all this gray hair, hair here because of all these mistakes, uh, but you just have to, you, you have to keep moving forward, okay? And you learn as you can, but there has to be understanding uh, so you don't beat yourself up so much about it because I spent years and years and years beating myself up about the fact that I had made such a huge, horrible mistake and lost so much money. At the end of the day, it's over. I mean, you, you make your mistake and you move on. That's really how it works. So uh, if you're out there and you're letting the fear of you're letting your fear of, of making mistakes stop you from doing something, you will never do anything because you, there's no such thing as learning everything up here before you do it out there. You don't learn how to do anything until you get in the trenches and start doing stuff because book learning, courses, all that stuff, I mean, it, it can point you in the right direction, but until you start executing, you're never going to know how difficult it is. You're never going to know what the, what the small things that are going to come up and bite you in the butt that the, that the gurus or the people who do the courses, they don't tell you about because it's too, you know, they have their agenda and they have what they want to cover in their course, but they don't get into the nitty gritty stuff. And I'm a street investor and in my courses, we get into the nitty gritty stuff <laughs> because I know that's what, that's what kills you. So anyway, I just wanted to, uh, you know, make this video and, uh, let you know that, uh, 
Don't worry about making mistakes. Just have the right attitude and analyze. Implement, make mistakes, analyze where you went wrong, correct. If you can do that in relatively quick period of time, then you'll be successful. But really, the, honestly, the one I can talk, I could do 25 podcasts or 2,500 podcasts. And I will tell you right now that the one thing, the one factor, the one attribute that you ha need to have to, to be successful in anything in life is just it. Don't quit. That's it. Just don't quit. And I'll see you on my next podcast. Thanks.